0: Hi, Petros
1: and I, Ethan Valentine O'Connell.
0: We'll be plugging into Brandon Cronenberg's ice-cold sci-fi body horror thriller, Possessor. We'll be going into this film in gory detail from the off. So if you haven't seen it and want to avoid spoilers, pull yourself out now and come join us once you've watched it. Interface is active, and we're at full power. <laughs>
1: Watch your levels this time
0: You just make sure you pull the trigger on the way out After initial binding you'll be locked in With no loss of control permitted during this performance
1: We can't afford any mistakes on this one Ready?
0: Ethan, what was your introduction to Possessor?
1: Possessor. Um my, <laughs> my uh introduction to Possessor was on Twitter, actually. It was um there's a journalist I follow on there called Chris Evangelista, and I believe he was at ti- no wait, which is it Sun? Is Sundance. Sundance, Sundance yeah, is Sundance, Yeah. Um, I had no idea about the film initially, but he was just like just tweeted out like with that image, which is obviously on the poster now, of um well yeah, well now I know. Uh yeah, Christopher Abbott's character with Andrew Risro's character's face on his face. Um, and saying like it was I can't remember like the tweet verbatim but like it was something just like this like gritty like ultra violent like nasty to like completely come out the gate and I was like okay I need to see this and I saw the Cronenberg name on there as well which I I knew Brandon Cronenberg was a filmmaker but I hadn't actually delved into any of his stuff yet but basically as soon as I saw that tweet I was like okay I'm hyped this like when can I see this basically Yeah,
0: yeah 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 Yeah, I, had, I, I saw the trailer, like kicking about online when they, when they, when they first announced, like, I, or it might have been even like some stills or something I saw like an article online that was just like, this new film's coming, and then I think they kind of did like a real short teaser, and I was like, well, this is th- this is my bag straight away. Like, and it's kind of the impression I got from the trailer was, it looked like a kind of sci-fi body horror version of Inception like the way it's kind of set up and especially in that initial trailer it's like okay yeah you're plugging into these machines and you're kind of like and and i guess that is that obviously having seen it you could use that as a lazy comparison do you know what i mean like i'm surprised it hasn't been like kind of touted as that but
1: yeah like so like you know you could easily put like you know, like buzzword saying, like you know, it's Inception with ultra violence or some kind of shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a maybe even a Ghost in the Shell kind of vibe there too. I'd say, like yeah, I've I've seen I've
0: seen I've seen I've seen those comparisons as well. Um, I think there's one we both we both uh, follow on Letterbox uh, Benji Box. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. He he made that he he made that fantastic comparison. And it, like the thing is, so yeah, when did you first watch this film as well?
1: Uh, well, we watched this both on the same day, didn't we? Originally, anyway, we've both watched it twice now. But um, it was on during the London Film Festival um a month ago now. Yeah, Yeah,
0: no, it would have been like yeah, two uh, October. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah, so close to I don't know two months ago. Yeah, a month,
1: a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, and I was like, I was, I was quite glad to get it because I didn't, I didn't manage to get um press coverage or anything but then I found out like oh you can just you know kind of like buy a ticket as such you'd like live stream it from home and whatnot but um yeah so I was like really hyped on that I managed to actually because I didn't know when I was going to get to see this because usually like when it comes to festivals and stuff we get it like a year later or something like that and especially during a pandemic as well you have no idea when anything's going to get released so yeah it was it was good to see this
0: yeah. Well, this is a really weird one as well because when it when it played at the London Film Festival, mm. it had already been released like theatrically and like at, in like drive-in cinemas and on VOD for rental in the US. So it's yeah. kind of like a bit of like a, a weird, I don't know, like yeah, a, a weird setup because I I did have like the the press coverage for the festival and I I remember yeah. like. On the kind of portal you used, it said like this film is embargoed until like the the public screening tonight, and I was like, "Yeah." But like, there is so much information <laughs> out about this film. It'd been out like a good few weeks or so, or like, do you know I mean? It'd been out enough yeah. time in, in in the US, yeah. and obviously, if you're kind of on Twitter or do you know what I mean? You've got a finger on the pulse of what's going on in films, like. Your kind of big hitters like your uh, varieties and kind of Hollywood. Repo- do, you, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like all, like all the kind of all the US stuff had already. Yeah, your bloody disgustings and stuff mm. like Dread Centrals and that had already already covered it. And like there were a there was probably I don't know a, a string of people doing like YouTube first react. Like you could probably forensic detail know yes. everything about this film and it's like it was like it was you a, could it, go on
1: wikipedia and the whole plot will probably be on there already
0: 100 yeah, yeah, percent,
1: yeah. yeah yeah and like it's,
0: it's 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 a weird one that was embargoed but like watching it that first time i was fu- like i was fucking blown blown away and then yeah, like i was just same. like i was like i want to Inject it into my veins i want to be back like i want to watch that film again and then obviously so as we're speaking now it's been out less than a week for rental in the uk and... yeah this is
1: literally like we're recording this like the tuesday after it's like what would be it's like initial weekend yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um
0: so yeah let's
1: I'll, I'll i'll just
0: i'll just run through the a, a little synopsis of the plot to kind of That's... like if you if 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 you're still with us and kind of, well. In an alternative future past of 2010, an agency takes contracts to implant themselves into hosts and act out corporate assassinations. Andrea Ridesborough stars as Voss, the company's star employee. Her home life fractured, her grip on reality and her work blurring in with every job. When sent to inhabit the body of Colin Tate, the boyfriend to the heir uh, of the heir, to the Zofro corporation, when in the mind of Colin Tate, Voss begins to lose herself, and the edges between Colin and herself begin to merge mm-hmm. so let's let's go through this film, and just like, yeah. what are the standout scenes for you,
1: Ethan? Um, let's well, I mean, to be fair, that initial opening shot is amazing. So, we see we don't see uh uh, Andrea herself, we see um, oh god, who's the character she inhabits at the beginning of the film? I can't remember.
0: I want to say her name is possible, yeah. Is it Holly? I think it
1: is, I think it is Holly Bowman, yeah. So, we see well, she's already inhabited her, um, we see her like um was it the little calibration machine mm-hmm. and so we're already seeing like her emotions coming through on there but we see her like you know act out a hit essentially and already it like you know we, we said earlier about like every gory detail like this assassination is pretty grim like very not like in the sense of like lots of well i mean there is quite a lot of blood <laughs> but um but like in the set like it's it's quite blunt in the way that it's done you know it's straight knife for the jugular which could be a good way of describing this film as well so yeah
0: <laughs> well and it's just really like it's really good fucking effects and i I I, yeah. I I I probably have a horse in the race to say it cuz i i I was lucky enough to speak to uh, Dan Martin, the head effects designer on this, and wow. one of the reasons I wanted to speak to him like, especially after seeing this film, I was like wow like they, and I think they are rightfully kind of plaudited, I've seen a lot of interviews with Brandon Cronenberg himself where he's like, Dan Martin like, has nailed the effects on this, and it's like, and and they've kind of been touting this as like, it is like ninety nine point nine percent, all practical effects. Yeah, so like in camera. So even like these, these like merging sequences. So like, and and it's that thing. Like when you look at the first one. So when Voss like first goes to inhabit Colin Tate, hmm. and there's that kind of like melting and like re, like kind of reconstituting back up, like the melting of Voss and stuff like that yeah that's that's all practical which yeah. like in in this day and age would be like a thing of well why like just do that on a, and it just boggles my mind and I, I feel like a chump that I never asked Dan how that was like achieved because it's like
1: it almost looks like like some of the stuff looks like almost like some reverse shots in there as well like there's it's like dripping as well mm-hmm. like there's so Yeah, like, you you have that, and you have, like, the weird... um, What is it? You have, like, the kind of images of, like, both uh, Colin and Voss, like, almost, like, these, like, blue holograms of them, like, screaming next to each other and stuff, and it's... it's Honestly, it's, you know, it's iconic, really. (laughs) Like, I I feel like there are certain images within this that are going to really last, like, that and, as I said, like, the aforementioned, like, the poster image of, like... Well, with that,
0: mask. that's really interesting because that felt almost like iconic before like the film even came out it's like yeah that image is like when you when you kind of like think of like tw- i don't know like f- yeah 2020 and like the films are yeah it's like that mm. film like will it's been a fucking good year for posters as well oh definitely, like, yeah like that like saint Maud had a fantastic poster um yeah. Uh, the Invisible Man even had like a, a really... yes, yeah, especially horror movies. Like, mm. just like... And, yeah, that, that... And there's just so many... Even like the kind of more subtle ones. That image of, um like, Colin Tate with the goggles on when he's working at uh, Zufro and stuff like that. It's just... It's got like... Every, and the film itself has this very, like, tactile nature. Like, all the equipment in it. And um, even though it's like... From like it's supposed to be like futuristic it all feels slightly dated it feels like it's old in that world slightly and it feels like it's like repurposed stuff from the real world so like the machine they use to like plug into it Mm. kind of looks a bit like audio equipment and stuff like that like the leads kind of like look yeah look like audio equipment and the kind of like visor thing that like almost like elephant like visor that goes over the top and it's like this mixture of like medical and kind of like i don't know like ultra sleek design like meshed together
1: well it's quite interesting you said uh, elephant like to that i thought it was almost more bird like Mm, yeah, I it, it almost like has like a kind of beak to it. Um, yeah. I even put down um, last night when I rewatched it. I put down in my notes like it's, it's. I, like, I, I might be stretching here, and I don't know whether I have much ground on it. But I, um, I kind of looked at it almost like uh, like a plague doctor mask.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. That's like the, to almost
1: it. say that like she, like well, the assassin or whoever is like a death dealer, not a death dealer in the so. Well, yeah, like you Know obviously, Plague Douglas didn't like go around killing people, but like, you know, she's the other version of a death dealer as such. And I thought, like, okay, that's kind of maybe I'm reaching there, I'm not too sure, but I thought that was kind of cool. But even that, even the look of that is quite like, you know, you see that as, like, oh, that's from that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and then and then, like,
0: even yeah, like to, to kind of backtrack to like yeah brandon cronenberg
1: who is he if, if you're yeah. listening
0: this is the first film you've seen of him who is he even
1: so brandon cronenberg um obviously the uh the son of david cronenberg uh he this is his second feature um his first feature was antiviral which i actually watched last month i can't remember if i actually did i talk about antiviral last month possibly but like give us a brief give us yeah so basically it's set in a future where um celebrity culture has become so obsessed that people want to get diseases that celebrities have had it's really (laughs) fucking weird um there's also like another point of it where um people will um uh, like eat meats that have had like their de- um that have had celebrities DNA in there. It's it's really fucking weird. Like, I think it has like a really good. It's not a, a completely successful. Um, I don't know if satire is the right word, but like it's a, cr- a critique on mm-hmm. um, on celebrity culture. I think there's some really good stuff in there. Like I think there's a really great central performance from Caleb Kay- um, Caleb Landry Jones who. The only other person I could think of in that role would probably be Robert Patterson, because they're I think they can both play the sort of role in it quite well. Like they can do, you know, like a kind of like a creepy loner, but you still kind of like root for them as such. But yeah, it's it's a weird film. And like, yeah, like so Caleb Andrew Joseph's character kind of plays like this drug mule. Well, yeah, like well, like what is essentially a drug mule. He um he puts these like diseases in it himself. And then we'll carry them over to the aforementioned like meat shop to try and get like the best meats as such. Mm-hmm. But then ends up getting like seriously ill and yeah, it's gross, but it's 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 pretty decent. I'd I'd say it's worth checking out.
0: It's super interesting because obviously there's like an eight year gap between antiviral and possessor, and I know that yeah. like Brandon Cronenberg a lot of that time like he's wanted to make this film for a while, and I think there was a few setbacks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Apparently, like him and his DOP, um, Kamal, uh, Kareem, uh, Karim Hussein. Yeah, Karim
1: Kareem Hussein.
0: Hussein did like tons and tons of like tests and stuff like that. So like when it came to the the kind of big like like almost, yeah visual set pieces in this, when it's the kind of melding sequences and the 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 re- the really striking imagery, they just like. in in each other's apartments they lived down the street from each other would kind of like come up with like all these ideas and just be like well let's let's try it let's try it and they made like music they essentially like made music videos together like for people and used that as like a kind of training ground for like oh well we've got this idea for this thing Mm. like let's let's like just let, let let's use that in this music video and then we're like to kind of see if it works like fully Hmm. and then like we'll kind of build upon that these sequences in possessor i know there's a story of like um yeah kareem hussein had these i think they're like 1920s lenses like these kind of uh that we like yeah like from france and what like Hmm. over time they had like grown like mold and stuff in them but they used those lenses in the film so they kind of like create this like what like weird aesthetic to them and stuff like that i can't remember like the exact like effect they had but like stuff like that's really fascinating and yeah and i think yeah with the kind of pre-production stuff like that they had a chance for someone like dan martin to just really like Go for it and like do what he needs to do. I think Brandon Cronenberg had written out like these paragraphs of like, a I I I want something like this. But then like kind of had a point where I was like, well, I really like your stuff as a effects designer. Mm. Can you please like just go wild? Like, what what would you what would you do with this? Like, what would you think would look cool in this movie? And like. Yeah. I was like, that's a really like nice thing to hear about in films. Like that, that there's this simpatico between the people. Like I, it feels like everyone in this from the kind of cast and crew are mm. all working to that one trajectory through like that, that one image. And the, it's, it's been, it's been amazing to see since this has come out a lot of like the social media output. Cause there's these like nice little kind of minute, two minute long, uh, stings of like behind the scenes stuff and interviews and stuff
1: I watched one of those today actually yeah and they were saying about how um, like going back to your thing about saying like what Brandon wanted like they were using like films as different reference points and like thankfully like they all kind of just have the same taste in like film anyway so it's just like we knew exactly what they were talking about so we could do that and that even that that's even nice to hear as well It's just like you know these people who love well obviously like you know these people who love film making film but it's just it's nice. I lo- <laughs> love it, loving
0: that, like specific niche, like yeah. having the same reference points. where it's like, oh, you want a bit of like possession mixed mm. with a bit of like, I don't like a Hodarowski's like fucking holy mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I know the vibe you're going for in this scene or whatever. Like, yeah, right. you want that. Like, yeah, and it's and and you really get that. And it's and I think one of the places that really works is like the the sound design by martin Pavey and the score by jim williams because mm. like they they almost i don't i guess i i would like to think it's possibly by design is that like that's done on purpose right that they kind of bleed into one another because yeah. that is that is a kind of central theme to this this film of that kind of like the the characters themselves are, bleeding into each other and you don't quite know is it Colin is it um, is it is it Voss vos? yeah. yeah and it's like it's sometimes like when you've got these like ethereal drones and like whilst watching it again it's like I kind of like really tuned in to like is it soundtrack is it is it sound design hmm. and there's like these moments where it almost sounds like kind of like hums of like uh computer systems like in this, like, but just like, you know, like when you, if you have like a computer tower and it kind of just mm. has that like fan hum and like the kind of whirring inside of it all. Yeah. It had that, but it's like, is, and I was like, is that, is that the, is that the design or is that just a kind of like a low synth, like pad, like being pressed, like being held down or whatever? And mm. it's like, it's really good. Like the score, yeah. that's the thing. The, the score, I feel like as much as everyone's talking about the visuals of this film, Mm. The score really helps to create this really like chilly atmosphere. Like that's that's why I said in that intro ice cold because it's yeah it's a freezing cold fucking film.
1: Yeah, like I think like the like the general aesthetic of this film is very. Um, I saw quite a lot of people comparing it to like like brutalist. Yeah, almost, and I think like that's a really really fitting description of it. I was also going to say with the soundtrack, there was something I noticed. um Well, like a piece of it that I noticed yesterday while rewatching was. There's a part of it that almost sounds like um it sounds like a sheet like that's been that's blowing in the wind, but it's like been pitched down. Like it almost feels like something that would be in like the Utopia soundtrack. Um the yeah, the UK TV show, not the fucking US remake. <laughs> but really? um But yeah, like it's yeah, so good.
0: <laughs> so like let's talk about the themes, because I think there's a yeah. lot of like themes to to unpack in this and like I, mm. I, I'd i I'd like to hear what like your kind of reading of this film is and I, I'll start off by asking you like how do you read the, the ending of this film
1: so this was something that like I yeah I clocked onto yesterday because the first time you're watching it you're just like right I'm just gonna get this all in and then like think about it later but yesterday I Hold on, I've written this down because I I put it into some decent words. But basically, I I do feel by the end of it, I felt like this film is about an identity crisis, essentially. Which go kind of like which makes sense, you know. Um, like at the beginning, like there's a scene at the beginning of the film, um, just after Voss has carried out an assassination, where she's practicing how she's going to greet um, her her partner and um, her child. Well yes, yeah, so it's estranged,
0: right? It's like because yeah. I like, totally forgotten that like there's that moment and it's like I thought it came a lot later where you realize that she's kind of like she's losing it a bit, but obviously like there's that moment like really early on where like she's supposed to pull the trigger and doesn't. Mm. Like and then there's the, the the moment like where she says to her like she she, she says to Gerda um Jennifer Jason Lee's character that like oh me and Michael have been talking about me spe- like spending some time and she she says like you and Michael split up and it's mm. like oh shit I like I I didn't realize because that's like what like first ten minutes I was like yeah oh so like the 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 the, the cards are laid out pretty early on that like she's not coping no yeah. sorry continue with your point
1: no no, no it's fine um. But yeah, it's that, and then uh, even like later on during the night. Um, yeah, I was going to say like even uh, when she's talking to. Um, yeah, um, it, it, the, like that is the same person. Is Michael the one who she's? Yeah, her, yeah, 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 yeah. Her, her, her ex. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, she's at one point she's talking to um, talking to him during the night, and like she sees the same like slit wound that. Mm-hmm. Um, She saw the thing, which kind of like messes with you a little bit as well, because just prior to that scene, uh, they're having sex, and she kind of like floats out of it for a second, and she like she thinks back to like the assassination she just did where she stabbed the guy in the knife, and she thinks, like, oh, like well, my reading of this anyway was just kind of like her thinking, like, oh, maybe if I like bite or kiss him on the neck, I'll I'll feel something. And so Mm when she does see like the wo- the wound on um on Michael instead you think like did she actually like bite him really fucking hard <laughs> or is she just like or is it just her mind slipping which you, is just her mind slipping but yeah it's even that um when uh when yeah when i watched this on uh the the first time um at the London film festival thing um there's a little interview with Brandon beforehand and the interview asked, like, how did you come up with the idea for this film? And it was during a time where he, um, he, he was going through a phase where, like, he was sort of pretending to be himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that really speaks to the film. Like, it's about, like, you know, losing, like, you know, the, the, I think there's kind of a time where, like, some people, like, I've definitely gone through this as well, where you're just kind of like, what would I do? And, like, I don't feel like myself, like, you know, if it could be for a week or whatever i guess it's that
0: idea of going through the motions so i've I've expand on that point he talks about like doing the press run on antiviral and like Mm. you're doing these junkets and stuff like that and it's like you're kind of like being whisked from here to there and you're having these like 10 minute conversations or five minute conversations with people and it's like you can almost feel yourself outside of yourself being like i'm just i'm just like I'm in work mode like I'm doing and I've like I think there's a reading of this film I'm not sure like I think it's in there and it's that idea of like um parents putting like their work before their their families and like it's quite evident that thing like with like with Voss like going back to see her estranged partner and obviously that is what she has done like Mm. she's just put like and right up until the end, as well, you kind of get that thing that, like, she she will put that b- before them. And the kind of like yeah. the literal destruction that can have. Like, I know there's like scientific studies in like and like sociological studies into like the detrimental f- effects it can have on a family and especially like children's development if their parents are, if like, especially like, it tends to a lot of time be dads, like that mm-hmm. idea of like, and i I would be really really interesting to know if like i don't know like brandon's like drawing from like personal experience that is like obviously his 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 own dad probably would have spent a lot of his time dedicated to either working like being on set on films or at least like being in that like dark and twisted world of the films that he created whether it's like Dead Ringers, The Fly. Do you know what I mean Scanner? Do you, like and like, yeah. yeah, the kind of the the gra- the granddaddy of uh, b- body horror. Yeah, so obviously, like had to delve into these like actual horrific like places, like uh, for, for the films, and obviously like deals with a lot of like psychologically dark stuff, which obviously uh, David Cronenberg's career is kind of more. Like drifted into that in the the late the later point where it was like eight like seventies eighties was a lot of like his physically repulsive and horrific things, then it kind of went into like his morally and like kind of like psychologically repulsive things. Like to to delve into. Yeah, I I I've got a reading of it, and like, well, yeah, of. Cognitive dissonance. Uh, Do you know? Mm. Do you know much about cognitive dissonance at all?
1: I sort of do, but go off. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's something that's found in a lot, a lot of like criminals, and I, I guess the best way to explain it is somebody who smokes. They know that there is like a possibility that that can and possibly will cause cancer you do it anyway but you have to create this kind of cognitive dissonance to like separate those two points in your mind and like like so you you obviously discount the cancer part in your mind like yeah and like criminals do it to kind of distance themselves from the crimes they commit and like my kind of reading at the end of this is that Voss uses the the kind of the literal skin and kind of the the con- the consciousness of colin she uses him as a vessel to enact her like her true will what she wanted
1: right and as it's in, like
0: yeah like yeah when it gets to the end and like and and it's kind of like she's at rest once she's managed like she's killed yeah she's she's killed her her ex-husband and her son and it's like
1: right so like so here's like the full thing that i laid out on my take on this because this does apply (laughs) to what you just said because i'm just like shit yes this is great (laughs) so i i I read i'm just going to read what i put in my notes verbatim the film is about finding yourself again after having an identity crisis. We see this by Voss at the beginning, trying to be herself again after a job, but also while at the job, trying to spice it up by not going for a quick and easy kill, but also showing restraint when offering, um, offing the host. As to put in brackets, this is either her wanting to stay in the body she's inhabited or taken more literally as the host fighting back. Possibly even both. But over the course of the film, whilst she struggles with the new host, she begins um, she begins to fight back, taking um, taking Colin to her memories, to her house, and make well, like making the murder uh, public and dramatic, which is something that um, what's the guy's name? Eddie said. Yeah, Eddie said. But by the end, she is left with the realization that like this is who she is when she stares at like the mounted butterfly. So like, you remember right at the beginning where she's doing um, the little tests, mm-hmm. um, like saying like, oh, this is like my granddad's pipe. Uh, this is the butterfly. Or well, at the beginning, she says like, this is the butterfly that I mounted as a, uh, that I killed and mounted as a child. I felt really bad about it and I still do. When she says at the end, she doesn't say that bit about, um, I feel bad about, um, I feel bad about and I still do. And it just focuses on the butterfly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fucking Yeah, it is that fit and it is yeah. it is that it is that thing of like and while whilst you were speaking, you mentioned a point about like fighting against the host and I guess that idea of like the both both of them being in one vessel and that kind of struggle between Colin and Voss <laughs> I guess it is that like internal struggle a lot of people have with like making the choices they make. Like, yeah and it's and it could it could even be like allegorically looked at as a thing of like separation in parents like obviously mm. shown in like a brutal way, but yeah. like it could it like it could even like just be that thing of like this could be looked at a tale of like a mum making or a parent making the decision that the best thing for this family mm. is to like erase the memory of them and like move on because like I am nothing but a destructive force in this kind of family unit so like and but obviously in this film it is shown in the fact that she kills them yeah and like yeah like the the battle between Voss and Colin works as that kind of internal like in this case like the internal turns external but a lot of it is that kind of like, you know, like when Colin's got the gun to Michael's head, and it's like, mm. you show yourself. And it's almost like that thing of like testing yourself to be like, you, you, know, you, deep down, you know, in your heart of hearts what you want to do in situations. And it's almost like that kind of thing of like, he's the kind of conduit to be like, well, you fucking do it. If this is what you really mm. want to do, just, just do it. Like, show yourself. And it's like, I, I, I not that I understand that idea, but like I, I don't know. There's like a lot of a lot of very, yeah. It, it, that that reading of it, I think, is like especially fears. I, I don't, I don't think Brandon Cronenberg is a parent himself, but like,
1: not to my knowledge, no.
0: I think there is like yeah that that reading, especially when you start to look at it through that lens of like parent, that there are massive fears of whether like, am I. Uh, am i a good influence on a child's life like it uh, like especially if it's in like that kind of uh separated situation it's like mm-hmm. by this kind of tune and fro in and like, like whatever like uh, not even just on like a self like a selfish basis is like mm-hmm. would this child be better off like or this family? like with yeah with this you, like these other people be better off without me there, and I think I, I don't. I think that's like r- really interesting. And there is just so many readings of this film, which I think it makes it like really worth a rewatch. Like oh, if, absolutely!
1: Um, like I, I gained so much from a rewatch on this. Like as I said, like first time you watch it, just let it kind of just go with it, kind of thing, and then second time you watch, you start to like pick up on all. Just the really interesting, like, um, even going back to the whole parent thing as well. Um, right at the beginning, when she does go and see her family, um, her son shows her how he's made, like, this little, like, robot toy dance, yeah. which could be a reading of, like, what she does as a profession, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I was wondering, like, um, did you happen to pick up on the the speech that, um, uh, that Sean Bean's character does, the one on boredom? because
0: yeah so it's um jonathan pass isn't it he does that speech yeah. uh kind of paraphrasing here if you know it better obviously do jump in but i don't
1: but yeah <laughs> it's
0: this idea that like obviously everything is working so efficiently that there is no room for like creativity basically like that, that everything but like and it's like it's left him feeling bored and like or, or it's that thing of like because everything's I don't know it's kind of an oxymoron in itself because he kind of says like everything's working really efficiently it's left me bored and I think it's like a kind of thing on that thing of uh, like creativity being a, a driving force to like uh, boredom being a, like, a driving force in creativity because he says like he alludes to this thing of like a new age of the company and yeah. kind of like he's he's come up with this new idea but Never really never really alludes to it as well, right? Mm. Like and one thing I wanted to like mention is kind of a flippant thing is (laughs) um the fact that like this is one film where like for all intents and purposes Sean Bean should be dead, but he (laughs) survives. Yeah, fuck he does, doesn't he? Considering like he has got a serious track record throughout film (laughs) and television. Yeah. like being cannon fodder do you know what I mean like yes. well, it, he'll play a significant role but like it's almost a lot of the time like it's written into his contract like yeah. I've got to go out like, do you know what I mean I'll go out in like a blaze of glory at some point
1: point. and I was gonna say it's not as if he doesn't come close to it in this film <laughs> like fucking hell he just gets like whipped to shit by is it is it like a fire poker or something like it's some like like needle kind of thing that um that colin just like whips around with him and then fucking gouges his eye out and then i can't remember if he does shoot him in the end or not but even still he still survives and it's just like how the fuck did you do that
0: like yeah yeah it's
1: like it's
0: it's brutal and like the scenes between like obviously sean Bean and the puppet when like he's like the, yeah, the 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 model of him. It's like, it's wince inducing that blood like, when he kind of like starts to pry out his eye. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. Like it's what, And it's that thing that you see, you like, it's gross and disgusting and repulsive. But like, yeah. you only see like enough of it. It doesn't go like full, like torture porn and like show the eye fully popping out. It's just like the kind of like, initial lifting of the eye and it's like yeah it's it's enough enough. yeah yeah yeah, yeah." and i think that's that's what this film does really well right with with Hmm. the violence is like when it needs to go there it fucking goes there but yeah it's not just like a bloodbath throughout the whole film but like those moments that are in there are enough that it will like be there with you and be like, oh my fucking God, like hmm. and create a lot of a talking point, like I've the amount of kind of reviews and tweets I've seen of people going like, this is super violent and it's like, <laughs> it's like really there's only like a handful of things in there, whether it's like the throat slit at the beginning,
1: yeah,
0: I don't I think, I think what it is, is the film has like an oppressive tone to it, that like yeah. So, like, when those violent things come, it re- it feels like an attack on the audience themselves?
1: Yeah, like, that's... it. Yeah, it's... I feel... Yeah, the violent scenes are few and far between, but when they're there, there's a lot. Like, even right at the end, where you have the two bodies of Colin and... Um, what's the son's name again? Uh, Ira. Yeah, and it's literally just, like, the pools of blood literally just, like, connecting into each yeah. other. and It's just, like, it's so... It is violent, but in those like sparing moments. But,
0: yeah. Do you reckon those pools of pools of blood as well? Because obviously, like the way they fought, are supposed to it's, kind of.
1: It's almost like a heart. Like at first, I I kept thinking that, but um, would well, you think was...
0: it's supposed to mirror the like uh, the red butterfly? Oh, I haven't thought of that. Like there's kind of that imagery me. as well, isn't there? Of like the kind of like two kind of like they don't. It would be obviously really hammy if they did form like full butterfly, like. But do you know what I mean? They're kind of like because they they peter down to the middle and kind of like spread out a bit, like yeah. I don't, like again, like, that's why this film is like worth repeat viewing. If it's like kind of thematically, or even just like it would be like, oh, next time I'm going to watch it and kind of just listen to it, like listen listen to the the score and or. This time I'm gonna watch it and focus on like when Collins speaking and when Voss is speaking and trying to see because I know those two actors did a lot of work together because obviously like uh, they had to almost like mirror like, yeah well like Christopher Abbott had to basically mirror, um,
1: Andrea Riseborough. Andrea Riseborough, yeah. Whether it's yeah. like
0: and. And vice, obviously, we get a moment in the film where you get Andrew Riceborough's character mimicking the way that uh Christopher, yeah, uh, Christopher Abbott's character is talking, yeah. But like in this, he like because there is that thing that she's losing herself, and there is that thing like you don't at any point you don't know who's in control, and they they've it's almost like they've created three characters, it's like they've created Voss, Colin. And Koss, Germany. Well, is
1: it yeah, I mean there, there's even a physical representation of that at one point as well, where like their faces are almost like stuck well, they they had been stuck together, but then they've been ripped apart. Yeah. Like that's just one of like the weird scenes that's kind of going on in like this other place, I guess, as such. Like what well, I guess it's what has happening in their head.
0: Yeah, like, it's almost yeah. like this, <gasps> ethereal plane of the subconscious and like them battling over uh, yeah but like talking of striking imagery mm. we, we i I think we would be remiss not to talk about like the the like i don't know i don't want to get crass with this and it's something I've, <laughs> i know what
1: you're gonna say <laughs> i
0: talked about but like again on uh, like it's you can understand why this a is an 18 and like i'm so glad we got to mm. see the uncut version of this because like it's like no, it's violent it's got like it's it's got se- like sex in there it's got fault hmm. like yeah like there there is a there there is a moment where it's basically just like uh CCTV porn at one point right when Colin's doing the uh like Colin, yeah Collins working at uh, Zufro yeah he's looking through the different houses but then yeah we get the prosthetic penis
1: so hold on, just before you go into the fake cock, I did want to mention because <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to talk about it, but um did you notice on the CCTV porn essentially, um did you notice that uh, the footage is from Brighton, UK? Oh amazing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, go, go off about your dick. Well,
0: no, Justin, like it was like from what I've heard, like it was created in this super collaborative way. Between okay. between, like, uh, like, yeah, uh, Dan Martin, like Chris, Christopher Abbott, and Andrew Rice, he had to sign off on it. Like, even when they came to apply that makeup on the day, because it is Andrew Riceborough wearing it, yeah, that, like they had just like a full female crew and stuff like that. But, like, it, it's, it's an image that will stay with you because, and it's like only but a few seconds on screen, but it's like, whoa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's and like those. I, I I don't know. Maybe I just wanted to talk about the cock. Maybe there's something <laughs> wrong with me. I don't know. But like, no, I just think
1: like it's better not awaken anything in me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's just like it's just a film that like I, I have, yeah no. I think that one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it is it's it's case in point that this film really doesn't mind going out there, and it's like. The fact that, like, and it almost feels like an anomaly that this is, like, I'm not saying it's a mainstream movie, but it it obviously feels, to me, more than anything, that, like, this is doing, like, bigger than this film would. Like, not that it's doing, like, financially big, but, like, it seems like it's got the reach bigger than, like, this kind of film normally would, considering, like, the subject matter, how violent and kind of like sexual it is in places and stuff like that and it's a it's a hard 18 right and it's yeah, like that thing yeah that like like i don't like know it, it's it, it's getting it does... the promo like a like a kind of yeah like a just like a kind of a, a science fiction film like a like a, a matrix or something
1: yeah, like, I mean, it, it feels weird to have this kind of film be so like, it It doesn't feel like there's been a film this like this this big in like years, like, I like I hate to, you know, compare him to his dad, but like this feels like the kind of film that hit like hit, uh, that Brandon's dad would have made like back in the 90s and would have had like some kick behind it, like this feels like a crash or something like that mm-hmm. Right?
0: Yeah, 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 100% and the, the fact that I like, I don't know, it's it doesn't feel like as well as much as it's got these kind of striking images and it's got these like g- gross elements to it. it it doesn't feel cheap like it doesn't no. feel like a kind of um any publicity is good publicity and like we'll like if if, if we get people talking like by going like what's the most the deranged disgusting thing we can put in the movie and it's like yeah oh, th- this one will really like test the sensors and stuff like that and it's like yeah it, it, there
1: always feels like there's a good point to this this is like it's it's heady so it's yeah it's like it's hard sci-fi but it's you know everything feels necessary like you know it just yes. it applies to the themes and whatnot
0: and it's that thing as well like and to the point, of, like being sci-fi, it feels weirdly like real and like mm. relatable, but like I don't know, it puts you in this weird, like, he- like headspace whilst you're watching it, and like you feel you feel like you're a bit hazy, and like its this? It's got this familiar feel to it as well. I don't, I can't quite put a, put a finger on it. Like, wh- like what I mean.
1: Yeah, I was going to say like maybe that's almost like somewhat to do with like the setting of this film being like an alternative past. It's actually like it feels like oh, but like, not this has already happened. But it feels like very, I don't know, comfortable is the right word, but like it, it feels yeah, tangible, I guess. And
0: the fact that. I in the, the the areas they filmed in in like ontario and stuff like that it kind of like it well it never really says where it is does it like
1: no like i was i was kind of wondering whether it was to, uh, toronto or not yeah, but yeah it's...
0: it kind of does that like clever thing like i feel like seven does where it like it it could just be like any big city do you know what i mean yeah. like any kind of like north american big city whether it's Hmm. but then has this weird like there's yeah there's that brutalist element and there's that Hmm. there's that shot there's the shot of andrea riseborough when she's practicing to go see her um her ex-partner in that and then there's a Hmm. shot of like colin in that like block of like apartments stuff that which look weirdly like european it's like oh it looks looks almost like like could be like denmark or even
1: like even person, yeah, parts I of was London, say. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. There's that really famous like street or like kind of like blocks of flats in London that really are like, brutalist. Or,
1: like, yeah, I was like the ones that kind of like almost like inter... do you, do you know yeah. Like they have the slopey yeah. interlinky cut, kind of... yeah, yeah. I believe yeah. they film like Kingsman or something like around there for I... uh, anyone who's listening for reference. It's, point. it's that,
0: or like like the barb do you know what I mean like the barbican yeah center or something it kind of has absolutely like that feeling to it like it feels that like you could just be walking around like the barbican like oh yeah they could have easily like shot that here and stuff that and i know at points like they intended to shoot some of this in the uk and some in canada like
1: oh nice one oh, and yeah and that even gives even more to that feel of like any city as well so yeah and it's something
0: yeah. that fincher did with seven like uh intentionally filmed like some of it in like especially exteriors like mm. some in New York, some in uh Chicago, some like elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? So you yeah. could have this like it's any town it's any city feel. And it's like I think that's what makes this film particularly like very like yeah like familiar. It's mm. like you feel like, oh yeah, kind of I kinda of know that street but at the same time I've I fucking
1: don't. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say do you know um what what was your reading of there's a continuing motif um post uh well like what while um Voss is in the body of Colin where there you keep seeing like these shots of the city and it like slowly like it's a really like slow turn like every time they look at the suit I like did you pick up on what that might be at all?
0: The only thing I can think about is like the uh, the her calibration is off because obviously oh, like okay, there yeah. is a, there is a moment that she's told to like retune in like and it's this kind of like dial thing where she has to like tune into a different frequency and like and the, I I get like or it could just be as basic as like brand it just looks to, cool <laughs> it looks cool and they're just trying to make you feel like a. A little bit unsettled, but like yeah. yeah, I'm sure there are people far more like equipped to deal with that. Do you know what I mean like that? There, there will probably possibly be like, like the people with PhDs and like masters in, in in kind of psychology and film that will do amazing readings like into this. And like mm. this, feel, this already feels like the type of thing that like there's gonna be it's gonna be written about for years, and that's not. I don't know. That's not me like blowing smoke up the arse of Brandon Cronenberg or anyone involved in this film. It just, it's solid. And it's that thing of like, I can't remember the last time that like I watched a film and on first view and I went, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm watching like a future, a future classic.
1: Yeah. And then like, and even speaking like this is within like the same year, at least in the UK, where I think, we had like quite a few films that i would consider future classics come out this year you know like parasite uncut gems uh the lighthouse uh, portrait of a lady on fire like it's it's been a really good year but yeah. even the fact that like this i would still rank up with those with those four personally. yeah and it's,
0: it's it's that thing of like i don't know whether it just like hit me i think this is possibly like a very strong contender for like my film of the year and i think like i totally forgot about paris i think it's just cause it kind of like it all gets mixed up in that whole thing because it had that really weird like international distribution thing and like this year as well has felt fucking really long and it's like yeah. and it kind of got like i think once it like because it won the, the the oscar for essentially yeah. last year it's like Oh yeah, do we count that? Oh, like, well, it, it fucking came out this year, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It's um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a fucking yeah, really, really, really good year for cinema, yeah. and it's. I just, I don't. Is there is there any like other like themes that you picked up on that like you, you thought like really spoke to you of this
1: um i don't know if there was much of a thing f- i'm just trying to like look back from my notes and see if there was anything just in case i look back and i'm like ah i forgot about that uh da, 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 da. oh yeah um there was one little thing actually like you notice when um when she's first in colin she keeps seeing that weird little like spinning speck that little white thing like what is
0: that Again, again, I have no idea. And I, again, I'm not sure if that is to do with, like, the calibration being off inside of her and stuff. Because obviously she, like, on the first day has that, like, massive freak out and, like, like yeah, Colin yeah. Black's out at work, basically. I I don't, yeah. And obviously, like, just just even mention that. Like, there is there is a reading on this to do with, like, the stresses of work and like mental health and stuff like that. And like yeah. obviously like Voss is just letting her job not only potentially harm those around her, but like kill herself. Like there's hmm. there's talks of the people in the the like room observing her and there she has like a violent episode at one point. There's like blood coming out from underneath the mask oh god
1: yeah it's like absolutely like just gushing like once again it's just like few and far between but when it's there
0: Uh, but that (laughs) kind of like view view to it and like somebody says at one point like she could be like this is seriously affecting her brain like this is Mm. gonna this is gonna kill her yeah like and it's like it, it it's like and i think on the on the on the second watch as well and it's A real testament to, uh, like the the filmmakers in general, like Mm. on this film, that like you're essentially rooting for like a villain.
1: Yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. Because that's the thing. Like as I said, with like the ending, like it's, it's almost a happier. Like she's overcome this thing that she's been going through. Like the entire film, it's like it's the very twisted way on like a quote-unquote, happy ending.
0: But, like, you know that she's, like, just going to go back into somebody else. And, like, mm. even, like, even not by the end, like, on, on like, on reflection to the film, it's, like, from the off, they are villains. Like, yeah. their job is to, like, uh, essentially, like, a corporate espionage mm. but to the degree that they're, like killing people so other people can financially profit from it and them as well because they're like (laughs) once we take over like once yeah once we get this guy to um to the ceo of Sufru yeah then we can do whatever the fuck we want because we'll have control of him and it's like fuck they're bad people and it's like and then you look at colin and you're like it does that like, really good thing of like, you go, oh yeah, Colin, he, he's, he's a fucking piece of shit. And it's like, no, he's not that's, no. That's controlling him. And it's like that. I, again, like C- Chris Abbott, I know, like hasn't been in anything massive in was like not controversy, but like he, he got like fired from
1: girls. Right. Like, I, I thought you just abruptly left that. Or am I, I,
0: I, I don't know whether it is like, he he got fired, or he he just quit all of a sudden, or something like yeah. yeah. He very abruptly left. Yeah, know? like um, and then kind of went out into the woods for a while, really, like in in a lot like some indie stuff. Uh, there's a film you mentioned like uh, a while ago.
1: Yeah, um, James James White. Yeah, that he um, went off and did, and then these uh, even like this year, like um, there's a film that he's done with uh, Aubrey Plaza that's meant to be coming out soon called I think it's called Big Bear, I think. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, definitely one I'm I'm keeping my eye out, eye out for. So. Yeah,
0: I've have yeah. I, I seen him now, like popping up and things, and it's like he's he's like, mm. he's really in. He's like really interesting, and he's phenomenal. Both him and Andrea Riseborough in this film are absolutely phenomenal
1: yeah i i wanted to actually pick up on the um the, the scene when uh he well they're uh calibrating um i thought that was like the best time you really saw like chris rabbit try like acting as andrew riser like yeah. he he like he keeps trying to smile
0: mm-hmm. and i was just like fuck that's really really
1: good <laughs> so yeah and
0: there's the whole thing with uh like when you listen to it, there's like an overlaying of the other ones, like vocals at times. So like when she's talking to uh, Gerda and stuff, like back at yeah, back at home base or whatever it is, yeah. it's obviously it's Christopher Abbott and Andrew Rasbray talking at the exact same time. But like, yeah, it like, almost they,
1: sounds like um, like Frank from Donnie Darko's voice.
0: Yeah, it's like but like it's like in their moments they like turn her volume up on it. Like do you know what I mean? Like 'cause most yeah. of the, and it's through Christopher Abbott's performance. A lot of it is like even though you can't like actually actually hear her voice, you can like you can hear like the intonation and the the like the the cadence of Andrea Risper's voice because he doing like a an impression almost of her yeah but then yeah off like in those moments like their voices are just laid over each other and it's like even that like and it draws us back to when we were talking about like uh sorry to bother you just like mm. fantastic like bits of like performance stuff like that and like character creation that they've managed to like i don't know like yeah, you just the stuff that you don't you don't tend to think you wouldn't you wouldn't pick up on or think about on a first watch. Again, which makes this a massively rewatchable film.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like it's not even to say like it's not like a rewarding first watch either. Like it's still like there's so much like obviously um if you go back through our episodes, you know, I critique Tenet saying about how like I don't really want to rewatch that film again because it was just like I just didn't get much out of it the first time whereas with this like there's so much here there's just so much like even as i said you know there's the iconography already that i feel there's there there's there's yeah there's that thing that pulls you back there's that thing that's just sort of like oh that looks interesting i'm gonna come back for more
0: yeah it's that thing of like whereas tenet is like oh, you, have to, <laughs> you have to watch this again to understand what was being said whereas this yeah. is like oh no there's like layers and layers of stuff that if you kind of go back to it, mm. or if you kind of like, yeah, go back to a puzzle with a bit of time past, you'll see where the pieces fit together more and more. Where it's like mm. t- Tenet feels like it was by design, like mm. just, and I haven't even fucking seen it. I just know <laughs> what I could talk around it. Like, I don't even want to see it. Like, and I haven't seen it. It's like the thing of like, I want to want to go. Watch a, a film again, yeah. not like, yeah. oh, like you have to because I've made this so impenetrable mm. that like you have to watch this again, and especially especially in the year that it's come out and like yeah. being touted as the the savior of cinema, it's like, well, yeah, because because you're getting you you've, you've actually you've made a film on purpose that people have to go watch it twice. It sounds it sounds like a really shady Tory move,
1: <laughs> which I think he is actually, isn't he? He might as well be. As, as far as I know, he is. Yeah, and <laughs> also it's just like there's kind of just the kind of snobbiness about it. It's like you have to go see my film twice to understand. It's like, man, fuck off! I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Braman's like, hey, come see this weird fucking film I made. It's like, all right, mate. Yeah, fuck and... I'll see it twice. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's quite weird. Like. I, I, I'm i already going like, oh, oh, this, this is, this, I'm going to buy this on like Blu-ray. There's, there's part of me that's like yeah. holding, holding off for like, oh, I wonder if this will get like a, a boutique, like, uh, like I know at some point this will get the kind of like, uh, Get, like,
1: label the like arrow treatment or whatnot like yeah or it's gonna get like something like that, really yeah. nice like really nice like alternative poster and stuff also like i can't wait to, i like i've watched this film twice already i still can't wait to actually see this in a cinema like i really badly wanna and like especially for like you know like the visual effects the sound as well like you know that scene where um where she's trying to assassinate herself as colin And she puts like the glass of shard like right in her fucking, in the top of her head. It's like, I wanna see that shit. Cause that, like, both times I've watched that and it's still, even knowing it's gonna happen, it's still quite impactful. I'm like, impactful being the right word here. (laughs) Like, I I I wanna see that shit.
0: Yeah, as soon as I kind of like saw an announcement that uh, one of the cinemas closest to me and you is like reopening. Yeah. Soon, I was like, looked straight away and I was like, probably should give them a bit of time to like uh figure all that out of what, what's gonna be showing when and I was like yeah. bitterly disappointed on on that thing because I was like it says that like possessors not being it, it was something crazy as well. It was like boxing day in like Aberdeen and I was like well, I'm <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah but like yeah I I genuinely I'm jealous of anyone who got to see this on a so, like, on a big screen and i feel like it's a film that will definitely do the rounds like whether it is like kind of a prince charles type cinema or do you mean like
1: they've already announced showings of it as it is actually so yeah and i think
0: the fact that um i don't know since this since this year has been how it is that the kind of getting people back into cinemas eventually anyway i think even the that kind of the big chains and stuff like that are gonna have to mix up how they do things so like mm. giving, giving people a chance to see these films on the big screen is is gonna happen or i know i know there's like the certain cinemas do that thing like if you get enough people in a local area to like say they're gonna watch it they, they're like on my screen or something like that. That like, oh a, yeah, yeah. A cinema will like have to play it, and it's like, yeah. Like if yeah. if 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 that's what it has to be for this, because I need like I I need to see it on a big screen because it's like, hmm. and it's like it deserves and, it. Yeah, it's like guys have some more of my money. Like yeah, and, and hopefully I I want this film to do massively well, so there's not hmm. another eight year gap until we get another Brandon Cronenberg film.
1: Yeah. Absolutely,
0: amazing! Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, guys, hopefully you've uh, listened and kind of stayed with us all the way till the end and enjoyed this kind of rambly, mm-hmm. shambly deep dive on Possessor. I but hope you've now...
1: actually watched it because we've spoiled it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <But laughs> or oh, if, if this has seemed enticing, go watch it. <laughs> yeah, if if, yeah. If, you,
0: if you liked all them like gory details and you haven't seen it, in, like a I kind of been like it's piqued your interest rent it but yeah. like pre-order it like or or like if you've got the willpower wait until it's in a cinema and
1: yeah
0: then. uh but yeah it's i've been passive, it's time to pull me out
1: <laughs> and i've been ethan valentine o'connell